0: Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds.
1: Hello, Bethel family. This is Kent Leidendorf with you to take a look at the second, third, and fourth plagues described in Exodus chapter 8. The other day, I walked into my kitchen and stood by the sink to get a drink of water. There in my window, in the dead of winter, was a housefly buzzing around. Man, was I irritated. What a nuisance that one fly was. It reminded me of a wedding reception I helped out a while back. It was held on a farm in a working barn. As you can imagine, there were flies everywhere. On the tables, the decorations, the food, everywhere. But then, reading about the swarms of flying bugs in Exodus made me realize there really weren't that many flies at that reception. When Pharaoh refused to submit to the will of God to allow the people of Israel to go into the desert to worship him, God plagued Egypt until Pharaoh gave in. You already heard about the first plague of the Nile River turning to blood. In the next plague, God brought frogs up out of the Nile. The most interesting things I learned while researching the plagues of Exodus 8 is how they related to the false gods that the Egyptians worshipped. You see, one was a goddess named Hecate. She was the goddess of fertility. Guess what she looked like? A frog. So the God of the Israelites, Yahweh, our God, basically said, if you want to worship frogs, I'll send you frogs. And they covered everything. Inside their houses, on their tables, in their ovens, in their bedrooms, any place you can imagine. Because a frog was a deity, the Egyptians were not allowed to harm them in any way. So Pharaoh had to ask Moses to ask God to take them away. The sad thing is that once the menace was gone, Pharaoh went back to being his old, stubborn self. The next plague occurred when Aaron was instructed to hit the ground with his staff. Egypt is known for its rich, fertile soil. The Egyptians also had a god for that. His name was Hapi. When Aaron tapped the soil, up from it came some type of biting insect. Experts think it was either lice or gnats or midges or something like those. Whichever it was, it infected both man and beast. And of course, if the animals were infected by parasites, they could not be sacrificed to the gods. This is the point where Pharaoh's magicians recognized their power was nothing compared to the power of the Almighty. They told Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. The final plague described in Exodus 8 is that of flying bugs. This could be different types of flies, grasshoppers, or beetles. It was likely something that caused destruction to crops in addition to being an extreme nuisance. Another of Egypt's gods was called Kepri. He had the face of a scarab beetle. He was worshipped for his control over the sun. Like a dung beetle, he rolled the sun across the sky every day and buried it at night, only to do it all again the next day. God sent these destructive insects in swarms so great, they probably blocked out most of the sunlight during the day. God did not just randomly pick the creatures he used to bring judgment on Pharaoh and the Egyptians. He deliberately chose those parts of his creation that would make clear he is the ruler over all the world and everything within it. No gods of Egypt, including Pharaoh himself, should be worshipped, and none of them could control anything and everything like the God we worship today can. Has it been difficult for you in any way lately to keep in mind that our God is in control of everything, from the tiniest of flies, to the creatures like frogs, to the welfare of his people? Let's take a moment to go before him and thank him that he is in total control, and we can be confident in the fact that he knows what he is doing. Heavenly Father, the stories in the book of Exodus are incredible. The works of your mighty hand and the power and control you have over all things is more than enough to cause us to worship you and praise your holy name. We do that now. Worthy are you, O Lord, of glory and honor and praise. How majestic is your name in all of the earth. May we be mindful every day that you control everything and nothing is outside of your care. Amen. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch,